right, everybody. Welcome to The Positive Punch. Uh, super excited for today's episode. I have a, a very special guest. He's uh, someone I actually met through um, through online. You know, we just connected and we're both business owners, you know, running businesses, you know, looking to, hey, meet new people. And we just connected. And one thing I loved about this guy was just his ability to build relationships. You know, I follow him on all his medias and I'm constantly seeing him grow and maintain relationships. And I thought, hey, what what better person to have on today's episode than him? So today's uh, guest is Lucas Jensen. Lucas is a 21-year-old university student and a full-time entrepreneur who owns and operates a social media marketing agency named Forward Media Marketing. His agency currently represents numerous high-ticket clients, such as franchise restaurants, tattoo studios, beer companies, and more. So super excited to have you on. And Lucas, thanks again for being on the episode. Awesome, Jordan. Thank you for that beautiful intro. And I'm looking forward to to really, you know, elaborating and, and going more in depth with everything. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought we'd start off the episode, Lucas, by uh, giving you a chance to share with the audience a little bit about yourself, you know, and uh, what your company is all about and, and really how you got started. And and I guess the biggest thing, too, uh, that I guess is something on on my mind is, what is it like to be a young entrepreneur, you know, 21 years old and getting started? So share a little bit about that, about that with us. Well, the way you can look at it, it's really, it's, there's two ways, right? Where people can look at you as being young, yes, or people can look at you as being more ambitious, right? Like Alexander the Great was 16 and we all know what he conquered, you know what I mean? So really young, you have that kind of advantage where you're constantly learning and, and being older or more mature in the, the field has its benefits, but it also has its downfalls, right? So being young, you know, you're able to really acquire new skills and, and really use those and utilize those in the world to where it really benefits you, right? So uh, as, Jordan, as Jordan said, uh, I'm 21 years old. I'm a full-time student and full-time entrepreneur. I'm currently operating a social media marketing agency. Um, yeah, so we're based out of Montreal. It's been going for a little bit over a year. Um, I started in the heart of COVID and really have just been, you know, taking businesses to helping them survive to now helping them thrive. So I'm, I'm really, really excited to be here and, and, and speak with you, Jordan. Absolutely. You know, I, I love that what you said about, you know, it's not so much about age as it is about ambition. And uh, I can tell you the type of person that has high ambition, man, I, I love, I love that. And um, when it comes to talking about businesses surviving to thriving, uh, let's let's dive into a little bit about that. What is kind of some of the steps that you take to help uh, to help people go from surviving to thriving? So you know, as COVID hit, uh, we saw a huge, huge downfall in the whole economy. Right, businesses were failing, but really, the biggest thing was just businesses didn't have that online presence that they needed. Right, traditional marketing is beautiful, but social media marketing is just it's the next era. Right. And uh, the way I see it is the more lines you have casted in the water, the better chance you have of catching a fish, right? So the more kind of, yeah, basically like business is all about really building awareness and getting yourself out there. And what my company does and what my team does is we help you establish that presence. So we have on our team, we have a professional uh, videographer, a professional photographer, graf a graphic designer, website developer, the whole shebang to really just, you know, give you that online presence and really establish your brand. Nice. So, yeah. So what we did really was helping businesses that didn't have that online presence. We'd come in, grab it, all the content you could think A to Z and just really 
publish it out there and and just really get awareness for them absolutely that's really great and i think that's key right especially uh, with that shift you know like we were talking about earlier you have to adapt right and you have to adapt to the changes you can instead of panicking you want to pivot right and that's I exactly think, it. yeah that's what we saw during during the pandemic and i love that you're able to help uh, businesses and clients help with that shift because for some people it may not be easy right that shift to technology and so it's great that you're able to help that. Um, but now I know you talked about, you know, building and establishing a brand. And I think that's something too I'd love to talk about is, uh, you know, when it comes to building a brand for yourself and for your business, uh, what are some tips that you typically like to give people who are looking to start establishing their brand? Like what are, what are some key things when it comes to building a brand for yourself that you want to look for? The number one thing I could say is to reinvest in your business, right? So let's say take a, out of all the hundred percent money that you make in your, like all your, your gross revenue, um, 40% you're paying in taxes, uh, 40% should be reinvested into your business. And the 20% is what you should live on. Right. So, so people that are taking too much profit out of the business, they're not really maximizing their potential. Right. So if you look at uh, manscape, have you heard of Manscaped, like the shaving and all that stuff? Yeah. yeah. So they actually reinvest all of the profits back into their business. And that's why their brand has so successfully blown up so recently. Yeah, right? that's it's huge. Because they're, they're just constantly reinvesting into their business. So the people that are kind of shying away from social media marketing, they're really leaving such a huge market untapped, right? Yeah, reinvesting is huge. I remember actually um, I was at a, a 21 Pilots concert and um i watched this band and and man their show was incredible like they put so much into their shows and after i I was at the show i went back and i I did a little research about them and they were saying that about you know 50 to 60 percent of their profit that they get from their shows they reinvest into the technology they use for their shows and so it 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 makes sense right because it helps build that excitement right and it just shows that hey they're willing to put in the work and and get more people excited to come to their shows and it's the same with any business right so i think that's, that's great exactly yeah that's exactly it. if you really truly believe in your brand you're gonna you're gonna invest in it mm-hmm. right and and what happens is there are a lot of local businesses that are managing their own social media but the way i see it is you're going to get so caught up with different kind of areas of your business that you're not going to be able to like give the full attention to social media or to other aspects. Right. So, and the people that are trying to do it and they're doing so much, they're the jack of all trades, but the master of none. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you have somebody, a part of your team to really help you specialize in specific aspects of your business, then you're going to be able to, you know, it'll be more cost efficient and time efficient. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it comes to a point where you have to think of return on investment. Right. And, if you're spending all this time, uh, you know, on social media marketing um, and putting all this time yourself, and it's that same time is taking away from time that you could be spending in your actual business, uh, you're not getting much return on investment, right? Whereas if you were to, hey, invest in someone who can help with social media marketing, now you have more time to put into your business. So that makes total sense. And I think that's a great key step. But now when it comes to you know, building the, that brand and actually reaching out to uh, customers, clients and building relationships. Uh, what are some key steps that you take in helping uh, establish relationships with other people? So do you mean for like going out and acquiring uh, clients or, or for establishing your own relationship with them? 
Uh, let's let's do a bit of both. Let's start with uh, establishing clients and then go forward into the next the next part. Awesome. Well, getting clients was the trickiest thing, and it's always going to be the trickiest thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, so really, it's building that trust factor that's really going to help you get the client. But with COVID, there were so many people, well, as you should be, they were kind of scared and they were hesitant to somebody like a stranger coming up for door-to-door sales or more of the traditional route, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe in my own brand, so I follow that. So we took kind of the social media approach to actually getting clients, so cold emails, cold calls, everything, right? So um, we did a lot of paid ads to actually acquire clients. And the biggest thing was just word of mouth. For us to really expand and grow our company was just word of mouth, right? So getting the odd, you know, one to two clients at the beginning was stressful and hard. But once you get them, you deliver some serious results and they're just going to refer and refer and refer as long as you keep delivering, right? So, and also, you know, building the the aware or the uh, relationships with those customers, as long as you're getting results and you're honest and transparent, you're going to go far, right? You're not, you're not doing anything cookie cutter related. You're giving them the, the I guess, res- getting them the results and recognition that they deserve, right? And people could see through that. If, if you're doing cookie cutter or anything, people really see through that. So our team is very transparent with our clients and uh, we're all about building, you know, partnerships and not really transactionships. So that's huge. That's really good. I think that's what people need, right? That authentic transparency, right? And, uh, and you can see that in, in your day-to-day life. You know, what I, what I see you post on social media and the clients that you have, I can tell that there's a level of uh, not only trust, but a level of care that you have. And uh, I think people really need that, right? They want to know people don't, don't really care so much as what you're selling them. They just care about how much you care about them. Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. I think that's huge. So that's really great in, in establishing those clients, but now let's talk about uh, maintaining those relationships. You know, you talk a lot about um, trust and, and building that. What are some key factors in building and maintaining that trust with your client and how to, how to keep, uh, keep clients happy and, and maintain those relationships? So it's like I was saying, it's really about getting results, mm-hmm. right? So if you're, if you're spending thousands of dollars a month into a business and, and you're not getting them results, they're going to kind of look at it as some cost, right? They're not going to, they're not going to be very happy, but if you're getting them return and you're building them awareness and getting them sales, who wouldn't be happy, right? Like for, for one of my clients, it was a, uh, it's a painting company. Right. And they spent with us no more than $5,000 and we helped them generate over $87,000. Wow. Right. So it's like, who wouldn't be happy at that point? And yeah, when I like, we, we've turned more into friends than actual clients you know what i mean yeah like i was saying we're building partnerships on transactionships so um he hit a huge milestone he hit three hundred thousand dollars in revenue so what we're doing is i'm buying him a it's a surprise but after this it'll already be done but i'm buying him a nice bottle of scotch we're gonna get together hang out have a drink and all that and really just keep that relationship established and ongoing right that's great that's a really good good thing to do right not only um building that relationship but doing things together that can solidify uh, a, a friendship, right? Exactly. Because uh, if you can build friends through your clients, you'll have you'll have clients for life. And it's like you said uh, earlier, the more you can build that relationship with the one client, the more they're going to have you in the back of their mind when people need the services that you have, right? That's and exactly it. Yeah, you'll be first and foremost in their mind. And that's how you can gain those referrals, which is huge. 
And uh, I think with any business, that's what you need to do, right? It's all about uh, networking and uh, understanding people's needs and how you can deliver results. Like we were talking about, right? Networking and just uh, meeting new people, right? Opportunity all around you. But now everywhere, opportunity really is everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we talk about, um, you know, building relationships to establish clients, um, how can you relate that to a person's everyday life when it comes to actually building relationships with other people? You know what I mean? So not just making clients, but uh, making friends and maybe meeting mentors and uh, establishing yourself in kind of your everyday life what can what what advice can you give to people that way hmm. my biggest advice is just get yourself out there right things aren't going to come to you if you don't put yourself out there right because you never know like i was saying opportunity is everywhere if something's going to knock at your door you better open it up because it might be the biggest opportunity of your life who knows right so and you're not going to be able to have that opportunity if you don't open that door so it's really just getting out there and talking to as many people, joining networking groups as well. Um, I'm in school full time. So like I was saying, I use it, yes, for a degree, but I also use it for a lot of networking. I'm meeting a lot of young entrepreneurs who are like, have that hustling ambition. And, you know, I'm just sticking with them, ha hanging out, having a beer and building those relationships and learning more from them and learning more about them. Absolutely. And, my biggest mentor came from, I used to work at Roots, which was a retail clothing store. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the owner of the whole building, the whole complex, he was walking by just to do some maintenance one day and I was talking with him. And then we kind of started building that relationship and he offered me a job as a landscaper for his business. And the first day I started working with him, he, it was pouring rain out. It was pouring rain. The other landscapers weren't working, and but I was just because it's rain. It, it's not going to kill you, right? Yeah. And he was driving by, and he pulled over and saw, and he got on his hands and knees with me to plant some stuff in the mud, and he was in a full-piece suit. Wow. Right? So then from there, we just kind of just kept on talking and kept the relationship going. And then um, it was January 29, 2018 was my what my birthday, right? I remember the date and he knew that it was my birthday and he asked what I wanted. And I said, let's just go out for coffee and that'll be your present or be, yeah, be your present to me basically. Right. And from there, you know, we've, we've expanded that relationship since then, just from that coffee. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, he's, he's a very big real estate guy in Montreal. And we've just kept that kind of relationship ongoing since then. So it's really just putting yourself out there and, and saying yes to every opportunity you have. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that story. And, and really, I think there's there's two sides to that story too, right? There's there's kind of your side where, hey, you know, you put yourself out there by having the conversations with him, right? And getting your foot in the door. But also, you know, the day where it was raining uh, and you still decided to go in and, and to work, uh, you know, whereas you said some of the landscapers didn't, right? Most people maybe would would take that opportunity not to go to work, but you still put in that work and he saw you do that. And really that, that kind of set you apart from everybody else. Right. Um, so that's the first part of the, that story. But then the second part I think is from his perspective of building that relationship and actually seeing you and despite being in a full piece suit, still deciding to go out and help you, right. To establish that, that relationship with you and show you that, Hey, I see you putting in the work. I'm going to help you, right? And so there's really two sides to that. 
number one is put yourself out there, right? Do the work. But the other thing is, hey, as a, as a leader, as a mentor, uh, show that, hey, you care about that person and you understand the work they're putting in. So I, I think that's, that's exactly it. And, and same thing goes for any team building, right? Is don't expect anyone on your team to work if you're not willing to put in the work yourself. Absolutely. Right. And then having those kind of expectations that that kind of separates everybody. So him getting out there and sitting in the or on his hands and knees in the mud, like in a full piece suit, I was like, wow, this guy is like unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then from there, like I said, he's into real estate. So anytime I have any real estate questions, because that's my angle is to get more into the real estate side. Okay. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I, if I have an interesting property, I, I sit down with him over coffee again and we kind of just go over everything a to z what to look for what to look out for that kind of stuff so it's been very beneficial for me and for him i'm sure too <laughs> oh absolutely yeah it's it's always beneficial for a mentor to have someone that they can mentor themselves right um, that's it but i i think you know in in anything you do in life having your own mentor is so key too right someone to lean on someone to learn from and someone to just build with so anyone listening you know always be on the you know on the lookout for someone who you think could be a mentor of yours someone who you look up to and and like lucas did you know go and have a conversation with them don't be afraid to put yourself out there like that because you never know what can come out from it right but now obviously you know for you lucas being uh being in the in the business now that you've been in for just over a year and during the heart of covid i guess um as an entrepreneur what are some major lessons that you've learned over the last year that you can apply to hey, a person's everyday life as, as an entrepreneur? What are some lessons that you've learned? Like you said, finding a mentor, 100%, right? Because you could learn, you could try to learn all this stuff on your own, or you could find someone that's already gone through it and they're able to really give you advice and kind of guide you, right? So like you said, all the greats had, had mentors, right? Um, Kobe had had Michael Jordan. Uh, Ellen had Oprah, or vice versa, one of them, I believe. <laughs> right, and and look at all of them. Right, they're all great because they had somebody that was like they ha- they already laid out the the footprints, right, and you're just kind of following in their steps, but in your own path, right. So is finding somebody that has already done that, and that you could kind of take notes and have some key takeaways from. Yeah, mentorship is key. That's that's how yeah. you're going to succeed. Yeah, that's exactly it. So as we wrap up here, Lucas, um, one of the biggest things that I like to ask people is obviously, I mean, just before this episode, you and I were having a conversation all about books and what we've read. And uh, I guess I just want to know for yourself, uh, maybe what are some, let's say, what are your top three uh, favorite book reads? And maybe if you could just real quickly summarize some lessons or key nuggets, if you will, that you got from those books. Great question. Um, first book that comes to mind would be the uh, Four Hour Work Week. Awesome, that's a great right? one. So it's about basically alleviating yourself and your business and having it kind of fully automated. So it's not about really, you know, working hard. It's about having your your money work for you. Right. So the, he kind of puts it into perspective where if, if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year and you're working 40 hours a week, if you convert that to, if you're working 10 hours a week, but you're making 75 K a year, then your takeaway is a lot more because you're putting in a lot less for a lot more. Right. So it's about having your business kind of work for you. Right. So it, it's, it's fully about automation and that's been very helpful for my business and scaling. 
is to have somebody help you do the work and not really doing it all yourself right for sure that's that's uh, uh, next amazing. book next book would be rich dad poor dad I, that's a i find that was a very good book um that was probably one of the first actual kind of self-development books that i've read and i mean it's it's about the u.s market right like a lot of financials like setting up the 203k loan stuff like that but it still translates over to to um to the canadian market right like so many people don't understand the difference between assets and liabilities right the house you live in if you own it it's a liability you know what i mean so it's it's really just giving you that kind of separation and showing you that you should turn all of your liabilities into assets if you own a supercar figure out a way to rent that out so it pays for itself you know what i mean and it's it's, it's it was one of the most I guess, pivoting books of, of my uh, young entrepreneurial life. <laughs> yeah, so many just little strategies that if you can take advantage of can get you so far. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a good it. one. Yeah. And uh, Thinking Grow Rich. Of course. Say, the next yeah. Classic, classic. And it's just about manifesting and really, you know, bringing your thoughts into action and, and living living it out, right? Because there's so many people that are thinking about something, but they're not truly thinking for it you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's really about learning to how to put a number or a, a number to a goal and kind of bring that and translating into life yeah that one's a, a huge one i i often refer to that as my uh as my business bible i have that one sitting oh. in in my uh in my office to think and grow rich what, what's your key takeaway from that book uh like you said it, it really for me um it kind of taught me not really what to think, but how to think and really, you know, how to write down your goals and just really read them out on a day-to-day -day basis, read them aloud, uh, you know, visualize them and your mind will go to work and you'll go to, you'll take action if you just have those plastered and constantly read them and almost train, train your subconscious mind to be thinking about those goals on a day-to-day -day basis, right? That's exactly it. You feel, you feel your mind uh, and subconsciously to work. First thing you think about when you wake up and the last thing you think about before going to bed. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lucas, I, I appreciate you sharing all that. And I think anyone listening is going to get so much value out of what you shared. And uh, lastly, you know, as we wrap up here, I know uh, you're out on social media a lot and uh, you have a really good presence. So for people that maybe want to get in touch with you, follow, follow what you're doing, uh, or maybe even just, yeah, like, like I said, get in touch to see what your business is all about. Uh, how can they how can they reach out to you how can they follow you what are some of your major platforms and what can people do to, to find you uh first thing you know if anybody has any questions please don't hesitate to ask me i'm an open book um if you have any questions and i can help out in any way i'll go out of my way to do so so you can reach out to me on facebook uh, my name is lucas jack jensen on facebook i have the uh, bright turquoise profile picture that helped me stand out on the timeline um or you could add me on on my business account, which is Ford Media Marketing. And like I said, if you have any questions or anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'll be more than happy to help. Awesome. Well, I'll be sure to uh, to make sure people do that. And hey, for anyone listening, make sure to go follow him on on Facebook as well. You know, I that's how we've gotten connected. And really, you know, you post a lot of quality stuff there. I always love what you have to say and the value that you bring. So hey, keep it up, Lucas. And again. Thanks so much for being a part of this journey. 
And I'm excited for everyone to hear this episode. No, me too. I'm excited to have been a part of the Positive Punch, Jordan. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, everyone.